Yo, 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 yo. Thank you so much for tuning in to Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, and I'm Riz, recovering from a cold. This is a weekly podcast where we, a couple of crazy, great gay dudes, uh, discuss movies, TV shows, music, or anything we think you guys might want to listen to. So why don't you pull up a lawn chair, a hammock, a stool, anything you want to put your little butts on and sit and hang out with us. And don't forget to email us any suggestions or questions you may have for us at gopressplay2 at gmail.com or DM us via Instagram at gopressplay2. That's gopressplay, the number two, at gmail.com, gopressplay2 at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to be discussing some movie trailers we saw over the week. We went to Brightburn, and we'll go over that and tell you guys if you should rent it or skip it. And we will review it. Oh, it chapter two. Okay. <laughs> and let you know what we think about the sequel. And stay tuned as I try again to psych Riz with six degrees of separation and our fact of the week. I can't wait. Yeah. But first, I have a few corrections from the second episode. Go for it. Now, I believe I said that Tank and the Bangas was one of the few bands that you introduced me to. <laughs> uh, that is not true. You have introduced me to many bands. Aww. Uh, and I will make a list of them at some <laughs> point. Uh, Samar Weaving was not in Divergent, as I stated. She, we already covered that. That was Shalane, Shalane Woodley. Uh, and I wanted to ask you, you began the episode last week with Scoey! <laughs> what the hell is Scoey? Um, that was back growing up in middle school. A lot of like the kids uh, would say that that noise or would make that noise in order to get the other person's attention. So it would be like ski you, and you would hear it between periods or during lunch. Um, it, it was something like, it's uh, a Miami Hialeah thing. Wow. Um, if you guys know what that is, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Um, oh, I'm glad that's after my time. That would have driven me insane. Yes. And man, you sound like shit. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I have been trying to get a cold <laughs> for about a week. Uh, and well, actually, it started last week while we were stuck in the house waiting for the hurricane that never came. Which we survived. Yay. Well, we didn't survive. It's just decided to go north. Very, very, very lucky because the Bahamas got destroyed. Yeah. We dodged a huge bullet. If it had hit us straight on, you know, Category 5 hurricane, it would have been bad. So thank they, they, I know everyone that's listening had, had us in your thoughts. So thank you for that. Uh, you are what made the storm go away, even though the episode didn't air until after the storm already went away. Yes, and then when this one will air, people are going to think, who the hell is Dorian? And Dorian! <laughs> don't, don't sing with that. <coughs> Excuse me. You're, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. I'll be all right. Okay. It is, the show must go uh, on. The show must go on. So I think my raspy voice is 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 actually pretty nice. Go. Yeah, I I think so. I think it's really nice. Wada wada. Oh. Scoo you. <laughs> 
So, um, yeah, we survived. Uh, we just missed uh, the hurricane, and uh, we had a pretty pretty chill week, right? We did. Uh, luckily, uh, we didn't have to miss any work, so that, that was good. And it, it was a nice short week with the Labor Day, so very chill. Yeah, we got a lot of sleep. Yep. So, um, we saw some trailers. Yes. Uh, very outer spacey, very galactic trailers that we saw. Lots of science fiction. Yeah. Lots of science fiction. Uh, Lucy in the Sky is the first uh, movie trailer that we saw. It is going to be released October 4th, 2019 with the cast of Natalie Portman. Uh, Zazie Beetz. Uh, John Hamm, Dan Stevens, and Ellen Burstyn. Uh, the director is Noah Hawley. Uh, he's the writer of Fargo, Bones, and Legion. Uh, and the synopsis to this movie of Lucy in the Sky is an astronaut uh, returns from Earth after her mission to space, and she begins to lose touch with reality in in a world that now seems very small. So, what did you really think of that of that trailer? Uh, I what was the other movie that she was in where she it was like in space? Didn't she do another one? Are you thinking about Sandra Bullock? No, Gravity. No, there was another one. It was very. Uh, it was like she was going through time as well. Was it Natalie Portman? It might not have been Natalie Portman. I don't know. Uh, the one thing I noticed about the the trailer, this trailer that we watched, was the screen aspect ratio changed several times. It it went from full full widescreen to full as well. television. So I'm thinking that that might signify like maybe some sort of alternate reality or dream world uh, in the film. Uh, but I would have to see. It looks really interesting, you know, I'm all about the, the woman power, you know, going back to space and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that the movie is going to deal with a lot of uh, psychosis. I mean, going up in space as an astronaut and seeing such vast of the universe and seeing the openness and how wide and how small that we are. Um, when she comes back down to Earth, she's going to probably feel insignificant or small or or just um, not as useful. Enter Zazie Beetz, younger aspiring astronaut that is trying to go up to space. And having Natalie Portman's character see that and wanting her to return to space, that could be an internal battle that she's probably going to go through. Another thing that it also reminds me of, or the, the subplot uh, with Zazie Beetz and Natalie Portman, is Natalie Portman in Black Swan, with Mila Kunis being the up-and-comer ballet and Natalie Portman trying to prove herself in Black Swan. That gave me um, Black Black Swan vibe. Oh, okay. Well, once again, uh, I really didn't notice Zazie Beats that much in the trailer. Uh, was she in the trailer that much yes. to get that much of a storyline? I didn't notice her. I noticed John Hamm a lot. Uh, that sounds interesting. I noticed her like for a second during a party scene, I think. I didn't realize that she was an astronaut as well. 
she was in the track and field and she was running and she was running next to Natalie Portman's character. Hmm. Okay. Well, it's it's good to see her get work. She was she's also going to be in the Joker. Zazie? Yes. Yes. She so, is. that's very cool. Which I probably it's already out now that Joker won the top prize at the Venice Film Festival, so congratulations to Joker on that achievement. Super excited about that movie. I'm trying trying not to hear any spoilers or reviews. I want to go in there completely uh completely blank. Yeah, me too. I think that's that's a great idea because it's hard to be on on social media and one small thing can ruin your experience at the movies. Um but I'm really also looking forward to the Joker. Ad Astra is the next um Before we go on to Ad, Ad Astra, uh what are are you going to want to see Lucy in the Sky in the theater? Or is that going to be a wait until it comes out on Netflix type thing? For that one, I might want to see it. I really love Natalie Portman, so I'm going to go to the movie theaters to support that. And Zazie Beetz as well. I think she's awesome. John Hamm is another talented actor. And Ellen Burstam, come on, Riz, the red dress. Right. But you can't, like, make that speech because we'll have to pay for it. So, <laughs> um, I guess as you go, so goes my my continent. I, I guess I'll have to. Uh, I honestly wasn't as impressed to see it in the theater. Um, I w- would have wanted to hear more, I guess, about it or at least that it was getting really good reviews once it came out. Um, but I guess we're seeing it, so woohoo. Yeah. Miss um, Ellen Burstyn in her red dress. I didn't even notice Dan Stevens in the in the trailer. Was he there? Oh, or does he play her husband? Her husband, I think. Wow, I didn't recognize didn't look him like at all. The mustache, the porn mustache. Ah, the porn stash. All right. <laughs> so okay, then moving on to Ad Astra, another space, another movie. intergalactic, right? Uh, space movie, which is going to be released September twentieth. Uh, the cast includes Brad Pitt, Liv Tyler, Tommy Lee it. Jones, Miss Ruth Nega, and Donald Sutherland, who ruined Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Uh, it is directed by James Gray, and the synopsis is an astronaut played, oh, I'm sorry, an astronaut who is Roy McBride undertakes a mission across an unforgiving solar system to uncover the truth of his missing father. Hmm. Um, my main thing is, hey, Liv Tyler, love her, love to see her getting work. She is amazing. She's playing another astronaut girlfriend slash wife. That's right. Uh, what was the name of that movie? Armageddon. Yeah. Uh, with Ben Affleck. Yeah. Ben Affleck. Yep. And then she also played uh, Bruce Banner, his love interest in Hulk. There you go. She... Was in Lord of the Rings. And she was also in... Oh no, I'm thinking about this other chick from Requiem for a Dream to connect it with Ellen Burstyn. Ah, so close. Uh, I, I can't think of her name now. Who She is absolutely gorgeous as well. But let's not get off track. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Or... So, uh, we watched these trailers one after the other, and I 
didn't realize when the trailer from Lucy in the Sky ended to add Astra, <laughs> since they're both space movies, and all of a sudden Brad Pitt was in Lucy in the Sky. Uh, uh, again, another space movie. It looks it looks interesting. The, the special effects look amazing when he's walking down that thing. That tower. Sort of towards Earth. Yes. That looked freaking crazy. Yeah. I think visually that looks a little bit better or a, a little more intriguing than Lucy in the Sky. Um, I love me some Liv Tyler. I love me some Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, whatever the the storyline is, the mystery with his father, I think that, that that pulls me into wanting to find out what the movie's about or wanting to see the movie more than Lucy in the Sky did. Because there's, there's a mystery there, and I, I want to find out what what the deal is like did his father disappear did they they mentioned that he his father was the first to uh to travel outside the solar system yeah and it feels it's i think they mentioned that he invented like something to save the planet or something to uh his father you know created something and i feel like they it's more like a space murder mystery hmm. maybe my thought is, or my theory is, that they took his father out to space and they killed him, or he created something evil. Um, or he got mixed up with some sort of alien species. And then when Brad Pitt's character gets to space, he uncovers it all, and maybe he's in on it, or, or maybe it's a setup for it he for him. Will be in on it. Maybe yeah. he'll he'll get seduced into the dark side. Cool. But so. visually, I like it even better than Lucy in the Sky. I think it. I would want to see this one in the movies as well. Oh, so I guess then that's happening as well. <laughs> While you're not interested in watching it in the movies, I, I like space movies. Not like Star Trek movies or Star Wars movies, but these type of, of movies about space like Interstellar uh, and... I feel like they can, like, I like them too, but I feel like they can be a little too artsy, I guess, since we're, we're going into space and it's a lot of story that is untapped, I guess. So they go into places where it's a little too, uh, you, like you as the viewer fill in the blanks on what, what happens next or what, what could be happening. Like Interstellar, is that the one with Sandra Bullock? No. No, that's Gravity. That's was, the one with Matthew McConaughey. What was the one I was thinking of? Who who was Matthew McConaughey's female partner? Anne Hathaway. That's the movie I was thinking of that I thought Natalie Portman was in. That, yeah, I thought it was an interesting movie. All right, what was, there, was, there was another space movie that you really liked, right? Oh, no. That was the one with uh, Amy Adams. Arrivals. That's Arrival. the alien movie. Mm. I liked it. Mm. I liked it. Okay. I liked the whole message of it. I mean, yeah. we, we can. Re- it, it, for me, it's a good movie. I liked it. I liked the message again, and I liked the the whole twist of it all. I kind of don't understand Jeremy Renner's role in it, but other than he that, he was there to be a sperm donor. It was uh, a good, decent. Decent alien space movie for yeah. me. I like that we're going and reviewing other movies while we're... <laughs> That's what we're here for. Hey. At, at Go Press Play 2. 
That's go press play the number two <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> um, good. So movie, movie. The next uh, trailer that we want to talk about is The Lighthouse. It is going to be released on October 18th, 2019. And the cast is Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. That's, that's it. it. That's the whole cast. That's that's basically it. It's what? Directed by Robert Eggers, which is a director of The Witch, and the synopsis to this movie is: Two lighthouse keepers are on a remote and mysterious New England island in the 1890s. Wow, that tells us a lot. I am super intrigued by this movie out of the three i think this is the one i'm really looking forward to i love the witch so i think i'm going to be very happy with this type of movie it feels like it's going to be a mind game type insanity thing that is going to take you everywhere and i feel like for Willem Dafoe, awesome cast, and it's it's a a big one for Robert Pattinson to play a role of this of this type. Uh, yeah. Um, reading the general synopsis, I wasn't too excited about it. Wow, two actors the entire time, but seeing the trailer, it it definitely pulls you in. Uh, it looks like one hell of a mind F. What what does he keep saying? I was literally just repeating it. Uh, why don't you spill the beans? Or, or why did you spill the beans? So, you know, obviously you want to find out what the hell that means. It, I feel like it's a lot of, um, like, trust slash uh, faith in the other person and mystery because it's a lot of intrigue between both of the characters. How in the trailer, Robert Pattinson's character is hiding something and they're looking at each other behind each other's back. Do they trust each other? I feel they're going to probably pull even... I wouldn't be surprised if they pull like an M. Night and nothing big is going on. And it's just them going absolutely insane. And... Ugh, I hope not. I hope there's a like a good twist. It it looked like there was something to do with mermaids. You think so? Yeah. Look, did you see the trailer? Of course. You didn't see. Like, <laughs> oh, like, did you on. see the trailer? <laughs> I mean, it looked like there was mermaids. I I must have missed it. Yeah. Wow, I am saucy, Mister. <laughs> Uh, Tank of the Megas is, is one of the only bands. <laughs> <laughs> Your music sucks. I am saucy. <laughs> Did you see the trailer? <laughs> the rare time. One of the only times. <laughs> that you pre- you gave me decent music. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one. Robert Pattinson, you know, it, it, it is what it is. He's going to be Batman. Uh, you got to trust these ca- casting directors. You, you can't keep looking... Looking at these actors from their past roles, you know, uh, a lot of people hate him because of uh, the Twilight Saga, but Christian Stewart's done well. I'll give him a shot as Batman. I'll give him a shot in this, you know, we'll see how he does. I have complete faith in, in that cast for Batman as him. 
or him as Batman. Wow. It, it was a little, a little, I was a little taken aback when I heard about I it. I wasn't. I was absolutely open with it because look at Heath, look at Michael Keaton as Batman, That's look true. as Ben Affleck as Batman. They all did their role well, respectfully in their own version. But and wasn't, um, wasn't the other guy, uh, the guy from the X-Men uh, up for the role as well? What guy from? The guy that played Beast. Oh, Nicholas Holt, yeah. Would you was... have preferred him? Either either of them. I think I would have preferred Holt. Either of them. If I had to choose, if I had to, you know, I would have chosen Holt. Well, you know, we'll see how it turns out. I'm excited about it. And he was it. pretty good in Water for Elephants Which with one? Robert Pattinson. I never saw, saw Water for Elephants. I thought I saw that with you. Mm, no. With Reese Witherspoon? No. No? No. Okay. Well, I saw it and I liked it. Sweet. So, in order, which are you mostly looking to see and which one are you least looking to see? Uh, Well, the only one out of the three that I personally wanted to see in the theater, or at least was close to it, was The Lighthouse. Uh, I guess second, Ad Astra, and then third, Lucy in the Sky. I would have to agree with you with that as well. That list. The Lighthouse at Astra and Lucy in the Sky. Sweet. Well, so I hope you guys like those movie uh, movies. If that's what you like, check them out. Uh, once again, Lucy in the Sky, October 4th. At Astra, September 20th. And The Lighthouse, October 18th. Sweet. Oh, well, uh, moving on. Uh, as... Anyone who has listened to the first two episodes, you know that we have been pushing our Instagram a bit. It's go press play two on Instagram. A bit. <laughs> Maybe a little too uh, much. Yeah. Everyone but can. We have our very first question. I'm super Yay! excited about this. Thank you. We have uh, Once Upon a Gal sent us a question. She said, Hey, I have a question for my favorite nerdy couple. Aw, that's us. That's us. What is your opinion on Disney Plus? Do you think it is convenient as it will have everything Disney Marvel, Star Wars, etc. for $6.99 a month? Or do you think it is just dollar signs for Disney as they are known for? Uh, thank you uh, once upon a gal for your question. It's a really good question. And I personally think that it was going to happen eventually uh, with how television is evolving cbs is doing it or has or is doing it dc has its own uh program as well and i feel like it was bound to happen for them sooner or later i think that it is a great deal um i think that it's something that we're going to invest on it right right well I was very impressed with the the price. I was expecting a lot more, but I have a theory about the price. That what is all that? What the hell is that? We have some crazy shit going on outside. So we have people in our backyard. Blair Witch shit going that on. Sounds scary. <laughs> Our dogs are freaking out now. All right. Well, the price six nine six ninety nine a month. I have a theory that that's the introduction price. That within three to five years, it's going to be fifteen to fifteen 
to $20, like Netflix. Because if you remember uh, when Netflix originally started, it was free. It was part of the DVD package. Mm-hmm. And then they it started becoming a little more and a little more. Now it's up to like $16 a month. Originally, so, it was like eight ninety nine. Originally, it was zero. I don't remember it being free. For anyone that had the, the DVD um netflix delivery mailing thing it started out as zero they sent you a little disc i still have the disc (laughs) they sent you a disc to put in your playstation and add the program and you hooked up and you could watch whatever movies were on they didn't have original content yet but you could watch whatever movies were on there and that was just to whet your appetite and i have a feeling that the the amazing price of of 6.99 a month is to get us hooked and we'll eventually be paying $20 a month, which I'm fine with. I am a little generally overwhelmed with just so much content coming in so many different directions, coming from cable, coming from regular TV, coming from a million different apps. Uh, I don't, I, as a, a self-proclaimed nerdy, nerdy guy, I'm, I'm way overwhelmed with so much and how many Star Wars shows are coming out and how many Marvel shows are coming out. Yeah. How am I going to be able to keep up with all of this? I'm excited, but I'm going to have to pick and choose. I'm not going to be able to watch everything. Yeah, it is overwhelming with the variety of content that is out now and what's going, how it's going to continue to evolve as technology advances. But thinking about Disney Plus and their services, I believe that it's, it's great. You, for them, because you don't have to jump from other platforms, how it was with Netflix, with uh, what was the show like Jessica Jones, The Defenders, Iron Fist, and then you had to jump to Hulu to catch The Runaways, and then you had to mm-hmm. jump here to catch this other show. With Disney Plus, you could even, I'm not sure how they're going to add, uh, show their content, but I'm thinking like classic Disney movies, classic Disney shows. That'd be awesome. uh, Classic, um, any Disney program that it's hard for you to get anywhere, um, including Marvel, Star Wars, National Geographic, ESPN. It's all in just one hub. It's scary uh, if you want to look at it as a... Uh, industrial or industry standpoint because they are have a big grasp or they're growing to be a big grasp as a, a media con- conglomerate. Um, what were you going to say? Um, well, I, c- coming from like the perspective of <coughs> like how every network is basically going to eventually have their own Streaming service. Um, streaming service, exactly. How we got so spoiled without commercials, it's going to go back to where we're going to be forced to watch commercials again. You know you know what Unless I mean? Unless you pay extra. We're, we're paying for Hulu and we're watching commercials on that. So well, how much extra do we have to pay? So now we're going to have to pay $20 a month instead of the $10 that we would be paying for this Hulu. We get Hulu free through, through Sprint. We're not stealing Hulu, right? No, not through Sprint. Through uh, Spotify. Through Spotify, excuse me. But it's the the ad version, and I'm noticing that now we're watching ads again. Uh, oh, the, what I was going to say before, uh, what do you think about... Um, oh, there's more that I was going to say as well. 
Okay. Oh, the the one hundred and one Dalmatian movie. Wait, no, 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 Lady and the Tramp movie yeah. is going straight to to Disney Plus. I didn't realize that there was going to be like original content like that. That's really cool. I'm really excited about that. So instead of catching like Disney movies in the theater, you can watch it. Yeah, at, there, there'll at be home. A, a few that will go straight to Disney Plus. I'm I'm hoping that they don't hold back on their library, which they probably will. Like there's going to be stuff. I feel like they will and it will be slowly progressing in and, and then it's like you want all this contact con- contact Oh my god, this is... I can't... You want to give them contact. <laughs> All content. this content. Um, pay a little bit more. No, I don't think it's going to be like that. I think it's going to... Like it's gonna like how they release their DVDs. Mm-hmm. Like they'll release a group and then put them back in the bolt and release another group. Like it's going to be roll out and take back and roll out and take back. So like right now we can't find the Hunchback of Notre Dame anywhere. Yeah, in about a year we're going to find it and then we won't be able to find Aladdin anywhere. So it's going to be like that um, to, I guess, sort of fake it to which I'm not really happy with. If 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 they're going to open up their vaults, I think they should open up their vaults completely. Um. But I don't, you know, we'll see. Oh, what do you think about what I was going to say is um, it's nothing's going to be above PG-13. I'm okay with that as long as they they produce it or they release it out on the big screen. Um, that's that's okay. I'm not really worried about it. Oh. Yeah, I'm good with it too. I mean, there, we we can see how as much R-rated stuff on Netflix and other things. You know, this is Disney, so Marvel's pretty PG-13. There aren't any Marvel movies that are R, right? Yeah, no. Well, is Deadpool Disney Marvel now? No, it wasn't. Um, it well, wasn't, at the time, but now it is. But I read that they were going. If they were going to make a Deadpool, it'll remain R. So it won't be included on Disney Plus no. ever. No. Huh. That's why I said I'm okay with it. If that if they have like Deadpool or they produce like a dark uh version of anything and they want to push it R, I'm okay if they release it in the theater and not okay. at Disney Disney yeah. Plus. We'll see what happens. Uh I'm excited about it. Do you know when it when it starts? I wanna say November is oh. when it's going to to be so, available. There you go. I'm, I'm excited. Um, I, will, yeah. I will binge on a bunch of Disney movies and shows. Yeah, that's why they're pulling all this stuff out. If you've noticed mm-hmm. from other streaming services, yep. all their Marvel content, con, and Disney content, and all that stuff. Uh, Once Upon a Gal, thank you so much for your question. Yes, thank you so much. And anybody else, if you have any questions or suggestions or you want us to talk about anything... Contact us at gopressplay2 at gmail.com or send us a DM via Instagram. Where is where where can they send us? Well, DM? that's the DM is at gopressplay2 and the email is gopressplay, the number two, at gmail.com. <laughs> gopressplay2 at gmail.com. Awesome. And um, cool. We we rented a movie. Yes, I really, really, really wanted to see this movie in the theater. Uh, it it came. It 
I guess it came out really fast and it didn't like hit and it, then it, then it was at a theater and we weren't fast enough. Um, we rented Brightburn. Yeah. My brother came over with his girlfriend, uh, to hang out and we said, Hey, you want to watch this movie with us? And we just, just kicked it with them and we saw the movie. Um, yeah. It was originally released this year, May 24th, 2019. Uh, and it was released on Blu-ray just a couple weeks ago on August 20th. Yeah. The budget was only $6 million and it grossed $32.8 million, So that's, that's not bad at all. No. Pretty good. Cast included the amazing Elizabeth Banks. Love. David Denman from The Office. Jackson A. Dunn. <coughs> Excuse me. Emma Hunter and Matt Jones, directed by David Yurovsky. And the synopsis was Superman Origins, but evil. And I would like to say not so much evil, but psychopath. Like, he just wasn't there in his head. A little fun fact, Jackson A. Dunn, the kid who played... Uh, the evil version of Superman in this movie, Billy Barker. Uh, no, <laughs> something like that. Sure, Billy Barker. Or, um, he played young Ant Man in Endgame. Good for him. Um, All right. So yeah, so we saw the movie. Um, what did you think about it? Did it meet your expectation? Did you know what it was when you were going into it? Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, I was expecting Superman, but evil. The kid was just a psychopath. He thought he was better than everything. And he had these powers. He didn't really love his parents. You know what I mean? He never showed any emotion to them. And as he hit this point in his life, he decided to discover himself which was you know the fact that he was from outer space and that he had powers and he couldn't <clears throat> he couldn't uh he was impervious to pain is that the correct or he 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 was a superman type thing he but he wasn't superman but he was superman uh and he decided to use his powers for evil even though he wasn't evil to me he was just he was just a psychopath yeah, yeah, the story takes uh, a place where Elizabeth Banks' character and David Denman, Den- Denman, I'm Denman. sorry, uh, character are having issues trying to have a baby, and they keep trying and trying, and they fail until this meteor crashes into their into their property, and they realize it's a baby boy. And they decided to raise the kid, and as the kid grows up, he realized that he has all these powers, um, and he doesn't know. It's not that he doesn't know what to do with them. Uh, he gets kind of like awoken on his twelfth birthday by the spaceship. So, spoiler alert: we're gonna get into this. Uh, if you don't want any spoilers, you can skip ahead. Uh, but he gets awoken uh, by his spaceship, which you find out that his parents are at the time at that point 
of the movie, his adopted parents, um, it was trying to, him to avoid uh, getting in contact with, with it. And when he realized who he was or who, who he is and who his parents are and what happened to him, he completely loses his shit. I expected it to be a little bit more gruesome, although the movie is pretty, pretty fucking gross. Yeah, well, it's, it's gory. It's gory with a capital G. Uh, the movie, if I'm going to be honest, was exactly what I was expecting from uh, beginning to end. I, I uh, Not that there was anything wrong with it, but I wasn't really surprised by anything. It was, you know, what if Superman was evil, even though it wasn't really Superman? What if Superman, you know, used his powers for, for bad? And it, I think they could have gone a little further um, with, with everything, because it was just the origin do you mean that you feel like it should go further into his origin? Because no, I uh, this I think this was this was like a super villain's origin movie. I feel like they could have shown him as more, like more of the super villain part. I guess more destroying the world type thing, which they sort of alluded to at the end of it. Well, yeah, he is twelve, and yeah, he was just starting out. And I liked it. I don't. I don't think there should be a sequel. Um, I don't think there will be. Elizabeth Banks is awesome. The whole movie with Elizabeth Banks as playing as as a kid's mother, she was very blinded by that throughout the whole movie. Uh, it was known throughout the whole cast that this boy has powers and is wreaking havoc and she still's like no he's my baby he's you know he's a nice kid everything's going to be fine we just need to calm him down um, well, that, that was that's the mother's love right there of course um so yeah that uh was a little not predictable but i can understand where elizabeth Banks' character was coming from as far as defending him and uh, going to the links that she she went to was I mentioned that that the movie really didn't surprise me. Were were you surprised by anything, or was there something that you weren't expecting that we saw? I'm surprised. Well, not really. The dad knew that he had to go, and nothing really surprised me. It it really was. I guess predictable because you knew what what the that whole plot of the story is, mm -hmm. but it didn't disappoint. It didn't. It wasn't like slow pace. It wasn't anything wrong with it. It just you knew the you knew the ride. You knew the similarity to it, mm -hmm. and you were okay with it. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. It was very short. That would be my only complaint. Like I said, I think they, they could have like gone into uh, what happened after a little bit more. Uh, I would have liked to have seen. Because I don't think there, there really should be a sequel. Because who wants to see a depressing sequel like that where a supervillain is basically going to destroy the world? You know? What do you think? 
Well, then why are we going to watch the Joker? Because Joker isn't going to destroy the world. That's an origin. But then, what's the difference? It's like you don't want to see. The Brightburn was an origin, and Joker isn't. That's what I said. Joker is an origin as well. So you're like, oh, I don't want to see a sequel. How depressing it is to see villains come up. There's a difference between the supervillain that is definitely going to destroy the world and Joker who's just going to fight Batman. We don't know that. We don't know none of that. We Joker eventually fights Batman. This is his origin you, story. You don't know that. You don't know any of that. <laughs> I'm just messing mess with, with you. I'm just messing with you. So, Brightburn, I do strongly suggest if you want to have a chill night uh, with your friends, pop some popcorn. Yeah, super entertaining. Super entertaining. Although, a little predictable. Sorry uh, for drinking is, my coffee. But it's <clears throat> not in a bad way. It no. was tastefully done. Uh, as I said in the beginning of the of the breakdown of this of this movie i wanted to see more i expected to see more gruesome more more death more carnage more carnage and i was like that's what i was getting at i was expecting to see that at the end mm-hmm. like he was just going to go through the town and you know wreck yeah wreck, re- wreak havoc yeah rent it i say go for it yes uh thumbs up for me as well on a scale of uh one to five one to five, I would say four. Four as well. Awesome. Well, there you go. Hey, guys, we're going to go take a break. I got to go pick some avocados from my avocado tree. In and the we'll... dark? Yeah. Watch out for the cat. No problem. He will claw your eyes out. He'll help me. We'll be right back. Bye. Oh, uh, uh, I don't know what to do. What's up, Riz? We're having a potluck at my job, and the theme is summer fun. I don't know what to bring. Hey, contact Sugartooth Gang. Sugartooth Gang? Yeah, Sugartooth Gang meets your sweet needs for any occasion. Birthday, corporate, or just cuz. Each treat is handmade and individually designed and are made with care. So, Christmas cookies? Yep. Easter treats? Yep. Luau party? Aloha, honey. Hanukkah? Shalom, homie. Ha 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 ha. Serious though, contact them via Instagram at Sugartooth Gang and place your order. And listeners that live in Miami-Dade, Broward, or Monroe County in Florida, Sugartooth Gang is currently taking orders for the fall season, and soon they'll take orders across the U.S. So visit them on their Instagram for more details. For five avocados, what did you think about that, homie? Uh... The first thing that came to mind was guacamole. Lots of it. Guacamole is really great for brunch. Yes. We can put that on the list. What else can we make with avocado? Um, Have you tried uh, deep fried avocado? No. Like mozzarella sticks, but fried avocado? That sounds awesome. Oh, it's so good. It's so good with You've actually tried it? Yes, I don't remember where, but I want to say that I have tried fried avocado. Some. Oh, you know where? When we went to go have brunch with the two girls for Char Char's birthday. We went to have brunch. Uh, cool. Yeah, that's where. Oh, sweet. Oh, yes. I remember now. Yay. That was I good remember. stuff. That was really good. 
It's all coming back to me. <laughs> okay. So we saw a movie today. Woo-hoo. What did we see? We saw it. Oh, so what was it? We saw it. What? It. What? What What did we see? It. We saw It Chapter 2. Oh, yeah. oh my oh, gosh. Oh my Who's God. on first? What's on second? <laughs> we we <laughs> saw It Chapter 2, which was released yesterday, September 5th. Yeah. Uh, it was directed by Andy Muccietti, who also directed the 2013 Mama, which I still have not seen. And you have. I have on DVD. And you have it. I know, it's ridiculous. Uh, the cast included the returning Bill Skarsgård. Uh, the new cast members included Jessica Chastain, James McAvoy, Bill Hader, and James Ransom. Uh, the kids all returned. These The new cast members played old, the older versions of the kids. Uh, I think the casting was amazing. It was so perfect. The... Um, the the actor James Ransom and his the the character Eddie they look so much alike it was Identical. ridiculous uh, and Bill Hader and the kid from Stranger Things look look very similar uh, honestly when I when I saw the original I I saw um, Evangeline Lilly playing the the little girl really uh, they I just saw her in like just looking at that girl. The nose, the freckles. I saw Evangeline Lilly, but Jessica Chastain was amazing in it as she was well. Really good as well. So the first one, did you like it? The first movie? Yes. Yes, I did like it. I did as well. Uh, very creepy. Uh, the beginning, just like I was saying in episode one, where you know I spoke about the beginning, but of the original miniseries. Uh, scare the shit out of me even scarier than the original obviously and much gorier uh what else did you like about the first well in the first movie uh if quick recap uh the first one it finished with the kids doing like a blood pact of them telling each other no matter what happens if it the clown comes up again that they were gonna get reunited and come back together, and that is exactly what happened. Um, one of the kids stayed in the town, right? While uh, everyone else moved on or moved out of Dairy, where where there where this whole place takes or this takes place. Right, Mikey stayed behind, and everyone else, you know, moved away and forgot, which. Um, I think was part of the the it lore that the further you move away from Derry, the more you you forgot about it. So after at the beginning, there's a murder, and it was a little unsettling to me because it started out with a happy couple who happened to be gay, and they were followed by a group of bullies, and it was. A hate crime, basically. They were attacked, and they were getting the shit beat out of them. And one of them was thrown, thrown over the bridge into the water, and was attacked by it. And his boyfriend watched on as he was basically eaten alive and dismembered and and stuff like that. Which, uh, hey, inclusion, yay, yay, is what I was thinking. But I did go in and and I read that that 
it is what was in Stephen King's book. So, so this gay couple... It wasn't one of those things where the directors tried to be, hey, forward thinking, let's have the gay couple, or have it be a gay couple at the beginning of this movie. It, it was Stephen King's apparent vision. It was, yeah, it was in the movie, in his books. In his book. It was, uh, it, it was uncomfortable to watch, though, and... Uh, the let's uncomfortable stop. to watch the hate crime the hate crime and it uh, it was a little unsettling for me what i was going to say was um in the movie it isn't it isn't made clear i guess that as far well as far as the movie went the perpetrators of the crime weren't like basically got away with it um, and they never suffered any consequence. And that, that irked me, but apparently in the book they were arrested for the murder, even though they, they swore up and down that a clown did or whatever. They still went away, so I yeah, guess that's Yeah, in better. the movie, it, he got, one of the couples got his ass kicked, and they just... They both basically got their ass kicked. They just uh, ran, and that's they it. Got away that's with it. all you see from that. And that was that, that was arc. the beginning. Mikey came along, and he's like, "Well, it's starting again." And he he called everyone back, and they had all forgotten. But when they got that call, they each one in their own way freaked out. Uh, so they remembered something. They didn't necessarily remember everything, but they remembered something. Bill Hader uh, character even forgot that he grew up in Derry. Right. Uh, until he got the phone call. Phone call. Exactly. Uh, that he needs to return back to Derry because it the clown has has arrived. Has returned. Or yeah. has returned. Did you going into this movie? Were you going with high expectations? Were you going, uh, really excited for this, or were you? Thinking about more of like, hey, I'm going to not get disappointed. Uh, I would say high expectations. I was excited about it because I really like like the first movie. As far as hopefulness goes, I I just wanted to go in with with an open mind. I didn't want to, you know. I I always tell you I never like to to read reviews or, you know go in with a a perception that this is going to be an amazing movie or a perception that this is going to be a, sh- a crappy movie because a lot of times that shapes my perception. A lot of times if if um, if I go and see a movie that won an Oscar, um, after it won the Oscar, I'll hate it and say, why did this win the Oscar? Because my expectations are so high. So I try not to set my expectations. Uh, what about you? Uh, you know how I... I don't like scary movies. Right. So I did go in there with an open mind. What did you generally think about the first movie? Um, the first movie, I am... Because that was your introdu- introduction into this into the It world, right? Yeah, I didn't see the original one. Yeah, it was... Well, well we should watch that eventually. Like, um, the... The main thing about the first one that stood out to me was how brutal it was. You don't see a lot of of murdering of such small kids in in any horror movies, and it's very it was very disturbing. Honestly, 
when it came out on, on DVD, even though I really liked it, you mentioned, should we get it? And I'm like, I really don't want to see that again. I don't want to <laughs> see a kid get his arm getting, you know, bitten off again and then, you know, pulled into a, to a sewer. I don't, I don't really need to. So I remember a lot of it vividly, but I really didn't want to watch it again. And eventually I probably will. I, I think the movie, it, Chapter 2, is about 35 minutes a little too long. I felt like the second half of the movie, or the second act of the movie, uh, was kind of dragging. The whole uh, Mikey taking him, taking the whole gang across town, mm-hmm. that whole montage, and then taking them across another part of town, and then them going their own individual way to find the token because they have to, they figure out how to, to stop the clown or to stop it. And they have to, you know, find something, but they each have to do it themselves. Exactly. Like it, it did drag on on certain places because there were so many characters. Like at the beginning when Mikey calls everyone, you saw each call their reaction and they had their own little scene and then they each had to go individually and find some sort of token from their childhood. So then you saw each character go, like the what, there were seven characters uh, of the adult characters. And each one go and find the token, go into their own little scary scene. So it did drag they on a bit there. They each had to like face, I guess, the past. Right. And it's like how in the review that I told you in the first episode... That we reviewed this the, the trailer the trailer right uh, I my theory was correct I felt like they spent a lot of more time in the past than in the present um, with with the kids right being connected and 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 right no you're right the um, like going into it I thought that James McAvoy was gonna be more of a main character and he kind of. I think that's what they wanted you to think. He kind of got kinda pushed did aside, faded away at some point. But I think that was that was pur- purposefully. Have we talked about the casting though? Like the adult actors compared to the their younger versions. Oh yeah. Each one is is just ridiculous. The especially James Ransom, the actor that they got to play the older version of Eddie. Their eyes, like. They look so similar. They there were certain parts of the the movie where they faded in and out from the older versions of the younger version. Yes, when he was at the pharmacy. Yes, it was it was crazy. Yeah, James. When I first saw him, I thought he reminded me of Christian Bale's skinny Italian cousin. I see it. I see it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. Uh, the writing again, second act. I wasn't really, it wasn't grasping me. Uh, that whole thing. Right. The. As yeah, like like you said, it went on too long. The the second act, what when they went to finally confront him again after they get the tokens. Mm-hmm. But moving on to the actual getting the tokens, there was a. Very interesting, and I'm not sure if this is included in the book. And like I said, I never completed the original. Uh, but Bill Hader's character, Richie, Richie mm-hmm. ended up having uh, a gay storyline. 
uh, it turned out, which I didn't really pick up on. Maybe there were clues in the first one. I didn't pick it up either. But it turned out that he, um, he was very closeted and he, he was like, well, he was in love with his friend Eddie. Yeah. Um, and it was his whole token. He was confronted by like the the it demon but in the form of a paul bunyan statue which was like the The like epitome of masculinity of masculinity exactly um i found everything with richie and bill Hader probably the highlight of the film and i knew he was gonna be awesome you're right you said it you said it in the in the in the first episode and I, i felt that that everything there was very intriguing and um his friendship and relationship with uh with James Ransom Eddie um and I like that they I think I told you that they didn't like have to have a big coming out scene for him it just was you know yeah. like I'm sure he went on and and lived his life I felt like it it I I was happy to see that that sort of storyline in the movie like I said I don't know if if it's in Included in the book or the original miniseries, I'll have to, to find out. Um, but after the beginning, that really kind of irked me. It was important to see something like that. Not a lot of Pennywise. I felt like there was a lot more of him in the first one than in the second one. And not only that, I was expecting to see more of an origin. Because yeah. remember, we talked about like his the where he wasn't wearing much makeup yeah um and they kind of touched on that a little bit like there was a daughter supposedly but they never really got into his origin like maybe he was an evil clown from outer space uh, yeah I, I thought that's where they were going for a second which is interesting because we we just saw that movie which will be reviewed in a future podcast yeah it, it was so ironic yeah um, um i caught the gist that it was uh entity from space and then okay. it just took form of and he started out uh um, by terrorizing a Native American community. So it would have been before, you know, what, when obviously the originally original Americans were here. Yeah, and then the Carnies came in, and I think that's where where he currently took his, his form. The, ah, the clown form. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good uh, assessment. I like that. And it made a little bit more sense because at, a point you realize that what the real true enemy is, it's the three orbs. Yeah. That's what's coming from space. It's, that was interesting. I don't know. I, I Maybe I should read the book and find out uh, a little more. I am very intrigued to read the book. Uh, was it as gory as you thought it would be? No, but it was a little extreme when... Uh, his little encounter with the little girl with the uh, yeah. birthmark on her cheek, the yeah. beauty mark. Again, they didn't hold back with the Mm-mm. with the kids being murdered, which was disturbing, but not as scary as the first. I wasn't. I didn't really find myself like my heart beating. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, because I guess because they were so brutal in the first that okay, well he's. 
it's just going to happen again. He's just he's going to kill the sweet little girl with the with the birthmark, birthmark, who was the same little girl at the beginning that the the gay guy gave the doll to. Yes. Now, do you think, in any way, shape, or form, there would be some sort of other movie of it? Maybe other kids, other people, or this is the end. I think this is the end. I don't think they'll... I mean, there's going to be an onslaught of other Stephen King mo- movies now. Obviously, there are already. The Pet Cemetery just came out. Uh, there, His recent book, which was a sequel to The Shining, uh, Dr. Sleep, is going to come out, which I'm excited about. Josh Boone, who directed New Mutants, is currently filming a Stephen King's movie. I'm not sure which one right now, but... If you follow him on Instagram, uh, you can check that out as well. Sweet. I don't think they'll... I mean, they can't. They they ended it, which I think is important. And sometimes end, endings are good. So I hope that they don't recast them. Like Ian, Mc, Ian, no, Ian McKellen will be playing <laughs> uh, James McAvoy's character. Oh in a retirement <laughs> home. Ben! Ben! We have to go back. <laughs> Get your pump, your asthma pump. Um, not at all in all, not really impressed with it. Um, I liked the first one better than the second one. Yeah, I did too. I liked, I did like it, and I, and I, um, I was very entertained. Uh, but I, I liked the first Bill one Skarsgård a lot better. Bill didn't disappoint. He did an amazing he never job. Does. Um, and the whole cast as well. They did really, really good. My breakout role for this movie is Bill Hader. Yeah, absolutely. I, I fucking love him. With you know, and James Ransom. Just as his portrayal as his younger version was amazing. Bro, it's the same. His mannerism it's, as well. They that was pretty cool. It was amazing casting. And I did didn't like or I did catch the CGI work on the kids when they were in the to make them look a little younger. Yeah, to make them a little younger. Yeah. Uh, they couldn't keep up with how fast uh, the little kid. Uh, uh, the the kid that played James James Ramsone's young Eddie Eddie yeah uh, he was a uh, Spitfire with his mouth and CGI I, couldn't keep up with I that. I think they they might have gotten another actor to to redub his voice because I think his voice had probably changed by then yeah yeah it was it was about a year and a half yeah after they shot the original you would think that if they knew they were gonna do this one maybe they could have shot some scenes a few years earlier when they shot it you probably but, right but you got to think of scheduling i think the kid had to do stranger things you're and, right well no well he wasn't in stranger things uh richie was the other one that's what i'm saying okay so right, without right. him they couldn't keep going uh, well, uh, it was just like Chastain was probably doing Dark Phoenix as well. Yeah. Oh, that's so. That's two movies with Jessica Chastain and uh, James McAvoy. Look at that! I didn't yeah. even I didn't even realize that. <coughs> uh, but the adult cast was amazing. The the younger cast was amazing. Uh, how many stars? I would say three point five. Really, I'd give it four. Three point a, a strong three point five three point nine, I give it a four a solid four that was very entertained there you know 
like I said, it dragged on. Too many characters. Um, but I liked it. I liked it a lot. I do too. If Hey guys, if you really think, uh, if you get a chance, go see it in the movies uh, to have a good time. Um, it's, a, it's a good good film. Very entertaining. We have come to a special segment that I like to call Six Degrees of Separation. Uh-oh. I'm scared. <laughs> uh, if you guys don't know how to play this game, you basically pull two actors or actresses out of your pretty little mind, and the other person has to connect them with other actors and actresses for movies. So in this one, I would want to play Six Degrees with... Nathan Lane and Anne Hathaway. Lovely. Nathan Lane and Anne Hathaway. See, the the how you try and stump me is that you take you seem to take older or actors that are known for older movies and then actors that are known for more recent movies. So I it is a no... little Harder. I have no strategy. Right, let me think for a second. Uh, okay, Nathan Lane was in Birdcage with Robin Williams. Robin Williams was in the amazing movie Mrs. Doubtfire with Miss Sally Field. Sally Field was in The Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, I kind of know where you're going from here. With Emma Stone. Emma Stone did La La Land with Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling uh, was in Blue Valentine with one of my favorite actresses, Michelle Williams. And Michelle Williams received her very first Oscar nomination in Brokeback Mountain with Anne Hathaway. There you go. And our fact of the week is It Chapter 2 took 86 days to film. That's it? Yeah, so you can take that with you and do whatever you want with it because it is not mine. It's mine. It's mine, actually. It's not yours either. It doesn't belong to any of us. I want it. Um, Yeah. Want to get into what's coming out in DVDs and music? I absolutely do. Go for Uh, it. This week, Aladdin, the live-action remake, is coming out, which I want to get. And when is that coming out? Uh... This week, September 10th. Uh, John Wick Chapter 3. We need to watch those John Wick movies. <laughs> I'm dying. Uh, the Dead Don't Die. What is The Dead Don't Die? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Echo in the Canyon, which we definitely need to watch. I think it's like a uh, a concert documentary type thing. Fiona Apple is in it. Is in it. So yeah, so we, we got to get that too. New music includes uh, on September 6th, which is... Yesterday or today? I don't know what today is. Death Death, blah, Death Cab for Cutie with the Blue EP. Post Malone uh, with... Is that's the is Post Malone a guy? Yes. His new album... I, I don't know these newfangled stuff. Hollywood Bleeding. Uh, September 13th, Korn, which uh, is still making music. The Nothing... Uh, the Lumineers, who I'm sure I can tell you a few songs that I like. I can't think of any of them with Ill, I'm assuming. Or that could be three. three. Uh, three Eyes. 
uh, and the Pixies, a beneath the ear, or the beneath the eerie. Yeah. All right. I'm ex- I'm excited for. I think out of all of those, the Lumineers and Death Death Cab for Cutie. What about you? I out of all of them, I would say the Lumineers and Pixies. Pixies looks good as well. I love the Pixies. Yeah, and you picked up uh, Bat for Lashes, the new album. Yes, I actually loaded it onto my <laughs> my phone today. I always buy the CD and it goes straight onto the computer and straight onto my phone. Have so. you listened to it? I no, I haven't. No, you haven't. I, yeah. And you also got the deluxe Florence and the Machine, which I have listened to. I got the the special Target version. I haven't gotten to those two extra Target tracks, but I'm I'm really liking the. Uh, it was the deluxe version of How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful, which we talked a little bit about uh, last week. An amazing album. I heard it play. I heard you play it. And uh, I actually had to go and find the the special Target version, which had two extra bonus tracks, which I will probably listen to. And maybe I'll talk about it in the next podcast. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the next podcast, guys. It's all about the Emmys. Oh, speaking of my girl Michelle Williams, we have oh, it's so much to talk about time. next episode. That wraps it up for us here at Press Play. We like to always thank all of our listeners for tuning in. We always, always have fun making these podcasts and making these episodes, and we're always excited and looking forward to making more of them for you guys, gals, and pals. Oh, and hey, don't forget to email us at gopressplay2 at gmail.com. That's gopressplay, the number two, at gmail.com. Or DM us like our girl, once upon a gal, at, <laughs> via Instagram at gopressplay2 on any suggestions about the show and recommendations on what to watch or any music to jam to. We love adding new music to our playlists. Exclamation point. <laughs> And we'll kick it with you next week here at Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, and I'm Riz. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.